Hello, and welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm Stephanie Thompson. And I'm Grace Penzel. And we are indeed stoners and chicks. We're stoner chicks. What can I say? What can you say, Grace? And you could be listening to this at any time, any time past the time that we're recording this. But currently, we are recording on 421. And we just had two fucking shows, two nights in a row, one on Twitch that was for 420's Eve and one last night at the Factory Lux in Seattle that fucking sold out and we had a stand-up comic called Jill open for us. You've heard me talk about it. Oh, that stand-up comic called Jill. <laughs> that stand-up comic <laughs> called Jill Silva. But anyway, um, unfortunately, Kayla is not here to revel with us. But ladies, I had a blast. Such a blast. It was so much fun. 420's Eve was a smash. I got so baked on those edibles that I don't usually yes. have edibles affect me but I had enough I think that I crossed my threshold and I got super baked and had a super fun time and then to go into 420 doing a live show in front of an audience a sold out packed out house with just such a great energized audience was so much fun. So much yeah. fun. Yeah, I had a blast too. Both the Twitch show was a great time. I also ate too many edibles. I can't believe I'm saying that. But the irony <laughs> is I woke up the morning of 420 and for the first time in a year, two years, I thought, oh, I don't want to wake and bake. I'm still high. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, our shows were so fun. We got to meet some new fans, see old friends, old fans. It felt so good. And I really feel like we made the most of our holidays week. Absolutely. Yeah. Talking about, like, old listeners, uh, fucking... All those old listeners. No, no. But, like, <laughs> you know, the OG... Uh... Kate was up in the Twitch stream. Yeah, Kate was all up in there. Shout out to Kate. And yeah, we just had a lot of fun with all of you that showed up and we love you and I'm exhausted. Grace is exhausted. <laughs> We're all pretty tired, but Grace just started a full-time job recently and this was probably the last 10 days were the Stoner Chicks podcast busiest 10 days ever. Yeah. So... Yeah. Cheers Me. to you, Grace. Thank you for just proving that women really can do everything. <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. <laughs> this is truth we're speaking. Women power. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, if there's anything that you people out there take away from this show, it's that anyone can do anything. And women are great. Stoners and are great. Look, did I work a full work day after I woke up at 6 after 420 and then just smoke almost a whole joint to myself? Mm, yes, I did. And you know what? Good for you. And you know what? And you know what? And you know what? And you know Good what? Good for me. And you Good know what? You. All of this is possible in large thanks to our supporters 
people like our patrons over on Patreon <laughs> who Thank we you. love so much. And we have two new patrons that we want to thank and shout out right now. Yes, we couldn't do this without you. Shout out patron Alexa from Illinois. Illinois. Pew, 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 pew. And Chris from North Carolina. North Carolina's in the house. Okay. In the house. Alexa and Chris, we thank you so much. We could not do what we do today if it wasn't for folks like you. And we're excited to see you at the smoke sesh. See you at the smoke sesh. And if you're listening to this and you're like, how do I get a shout out? Or what is this smoke sesh? Or, oh, these stoner chicks are so great. And I hate that I only get one episode a week. Well, that's what Patreon's for. There's more stuff over there. Us being even sillier and revealing even deeper secrets. Yeah, we have a lot of bonus episodes going on and just uh, other content. Patreon.com slash stonerchicks. And now that we're debriefed, I'm exhausted. I'm stoned. Are you guys stoned? Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell to the yes. Hell to the yes. Yeah. You coming with all of this hip-hop flavor today. I'm feeling live. Oh, live. (laughs) It's a live charge. Watch out, everybody. Okay, and with that, since you're so live, Phoebe, let's go live with Story Corner with Phoebe. Yes, gather round, everyone. Pull over your blankies and favorite pillows, because I'm going to tell you a story. (laughs) oh uh we're calling this story corner uh last time we did story corner steph told us a very funny story about being a girl scout camp counselor and that Mm -hmm. was on the week that grace was gone and so i thought story corner could be a little missing a stoner chick segment maybe and we don't have kayla as we said and i miss her So I'm going to tell you both and all of our listeners a story. And then when Kayla listens to this episode, she will be hearing it for the first time ever. I'm excited. (laughs) All right. So this story takes place in uh, on Halloween week 2001. Ooh. Ooh. This story was selected because this was a very strange night and many inside jokes I had for years or just little memories from this night have always lived with me. But all of them on their own aren't almost great. It's like the entire night and it's an impossible story to explain unless I just lay it all out because so many different weird things happen on this night that it almost doesn't seem real when I just sort of casually start talking about it and adding in all of this stuff. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great. All right. So as I said, it's 2001. I'm about 20. I'm about. I was 20 years old. (laughs) And let me set the scene. At this time in my life, I had never had a boyfriend. I wasn't a virgin as of very recently, but I'd never had any kind of relationship. I hadn't really found my place at this time. I wasn't doing a lot of acting, but I did smoke a lot of weed. And so for this Halloween, I was hanging out with my friend Megan, who I had met in community college philosophy class. And we both attended some anarchist meetings together for a while. <laughs> and we, so like I said, I was 20. 
Most of my friends from high school were off at college. I was still living in Seattle, so I would only see them on the summer. And I wasn't 21 yet, and a lot of my friends were. So it was one of those Halloweens where it was like finding stuff to do wasn't easy. And I had recently moved back in with my mom. So I heard Mm. about this party at this house that was being hosted by a guy I had hooked up with one night. (laughs) And I honestly, in retrospect, I'm not sure how much of an invitation I actually got to this party. (laughs) But at the time, at that age, it was like, you know, you just go to a party when you hear about a house party you go to a house party (laughs) and i also this was before i even had a cell phone so that basically feels like a different lifetime yeah seriously also two nights before this night begins i had been with my friend drunk and wrestling and i had fallen and cracked my tooth which is actually still chipped right in the front and so this had just happened and so i had huge scabs on both my upper and bottom (laughs) lip which is not the best look so and I didn't have a costume. So I find out about this party. I know I'm going to go with Megan. I'm working at this grocery store called Ken's Market. And I'm like, what can I wear? What can I wear? And Megan was an ex. She didn't really anymore, but she had been a raver when she was younger and had a lot of raver clothes. I don't know how much rave culture has changed. I'm guessing it has changed quite a lot in the last 20 years. But candy ravers was like a known thing in 2001. Do you all know what candy ravers are? Mm -hmm. Is that still a thing? Yes. It was generally very young kids, though it didn't have to be, that would just be on a lot of drugs and wearing a lot of like candy and bright colors. And so... And what candy is, is beaded bracelets. Yes. Yes. Which was what inspired me because I'm at Ken's Market looking at the candy section and there's a bunch of like the pop rings and candy necklaces and candy bracelets. So I was like, I'll just buy a bunch of those and borrow her clothes. So I buy my candy. I go to Megan's. We get ready. I put on like big furry jeans that were like bell bottoms and then this tiny little tube top. No bra. I was young and very thin. But and then I had glitter all over my face and I put my hair up into two big buns on either side. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had all the all like ridiculous amount of candy jewelry on. And I remember grabbing like a CD of like rave music. I don't know. And being like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, per, like really generic house techno music, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And being like, oh, it'll be funny at some point. Maybe I'll slide this in at the party. So we drive to this party. We find parking. We're like, you know, again, before a cell phone. So I just have the directions like written out. So we're kind of like walking around trying to find it. And this truck drives by and this guy stops and goes, hey, you're cute. And while that's super creepy, I just remember at that age being like, wow, guys, never give me attention and why when I'm in this weird outfit is this guy (laughs) suddenly telling me I'm cute and so I remember us being like it was confusing me because I was like maybe they're going to this party and so it was like me trying to be like do you know where the party is and then realizing they didn't so that comes back later they drive away we find the party I'm all pumped up we walk up to the door open the door I walk in being like who's ready to party and it's like eight people sitting on a couch Beatles Abbey's Road is playing on a CD player and they're in costumes like one is in like a rented looking like Phantom of the Opera and there's someone that's like a a hippie and they're just all staring at me and I immediately hear two guys sitting on a couch go she's so nasty I could get an STD just (gasps) looking at her. (laughs) 
Oh my god. And I Wait, what? And there was like only eight yes. people in the room. And I turned to my friend Megan and I said, by the end of tonight, I'm either getting kicked out of here or they're all going to love me. And one of those two things does happen. Oh my god. So, for a while I was just awkwardly sitting around and hanging out. I will remind you I was 20 and had no no social life really, so I didn't have all these other cool places to go. Uh at one point, the girl dressed like a hippie made a comment about let's go smoke a doobie or something to her boyfriend. And I was like, oh, I got weed. Do you want to like match bowls? Which feels very dated. I would never say that now. And I remember her being like, uh, I was joking. It's my costume. <gasps> and I was that just. That she was a stoner? Yeah. <laughs> like that oh, was God. her like, I'm a hippie. And so I was joking. Oh. Well, who says doobie anymore? That was a giveaway. You're right. I should have known. It was 2001. Maybe they did say doobie. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, I was, it was nine. Like black and white television. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this party also, which was such a weird thing, had a table set up of like 50 jello shots. What? That's so many. There's so there many. Only eight people. More people showed up. I think looking back, I probably showed up at like 9 p.m. And everyone else came later. Yeah. And then I realized no one knew what a candy raver was. So no one got my costume. And so everyone just treated me like I just was that person. Like they all like I would I kept walking around being like, does anyone want a lolly and like trying to offer candy, like trying to play my character? And everyone was just so weirded out by me. And then I remember at one point when everyone, the eight people had left the living room i put in the techno cd and just started playing it really loud and dancing and then the host who was the guy i'd had a one night stand with like a few weeks before like came in really angry and took it out i'm surprised oh i didn't get kicked out at that point yeah yeah <laughs> i'm surprised i'm surprised that you were like yeah this is still a good groove but <laughs> again i was 20 and i had nowhere yeah. to go fair enough fair enough and so I remember the host, the guy had had a one night stand with dad was there and he was dressed like Ozzy Osbourne. And he was the only person, he was probably in his 50s or 60s, that like sat and talked to me for a while. And then finally he left and then people started showing up. And so then it started becoming a bit more of a party. But still like no one there smoked weed except for me and Megan. And I just kept being like, how is there no stoners at this party? And then all of a sudden I see this guy and I'm like, that guy looks familiar. He's kind of cute. And then I was like, oh, it's that guy from the truck that said I was cute earlier. Oh, my God. On that note, on that incredible twist, I'm going to take us to a smoke break. (laughs) Perfect. Keep them on the edge of their seats. And welcome back from your smoke break, stoners. When we last left you, Phoebe had been at a party, almost gotten kicked out, and then saw what turned out to be the guy from the truck from earlier. Phoebe, let's go back to the story corner. So there I am in this party that is starting to be more of a party, but there's no stoners. And I'm in my little tube top with no bra and all the glitter on my face and big scabs on both my lips. (laughs) And I see this guy who admittedly was kind of cute and he sees me and he comes over and I was like, oh, you were coming to this party. And he was like, no, I just came looking for you. What? Which 
it's funny because he was cute, but I remember again being like, I don't, the way I look right now is so unattractive to me. I don't understand how this is what is drawing you so much. <laughs> so I was very thrown and and I wish, I mean, this was 20 years ago. I wish I had a little more details of the early conversation because I can't remember what started it. But very quickly, I realized he was, oh, that's it. He just started telling me he was a DJ. He was really into raving. Oh. And I was like, oh, and I remember early on kind of being like, hey, like, this is a costume. Like, I'm full on making fun of this. <laughs> and it just like he just didn't get it or I guess that didn't matter but everything he just kept treating me like I was really this little candy raver girl <laughs> and I just remember at one point being I think Megan had met some guy she was just talking to so that was also part of it I was just kind of like now I'm sort of stuck here because I don't want to make her leave and I remember sitting on the stairs and this guy came back up to me I kept trying to be like because all he wanted to talk to me about was being a DJ and I did not care and he comes up to me and he's like can I give you a massage oh which is such a raver such thing. a raver thing to do but I was like sure why not and because we knew where people were around and so he started giving me a shoulder massage and then just started telling me more about being a DJ and I had to be like actually never mind I'm good and then I just remember all of a sudden saying you know if you ever need somewhere to stay like if you're in trouble or anything I do live with my grandma but she's cool and you can stay with me and I was so confused because nothing I had said I was in no danger of needing somewhere to stay I didn't nothing I had said would make him think that so it just really made me like you have this idea of who I am I don't fully get where it's coming from <laughs> and so I remember him handing me his phone number and I was like cool thanks and then finally a group of girls showed up that were talking about smoking weed and I got so excited that finally this Halloween party I was at was gonna be fun maybe I could hang out with someone that wasn't this guy that thought I really was a candy raver and so <laughs> I ran over to them and we were all smoking weed and I was so happy and then out the door we're standing like half in the yard half on the porch by now this party is big by now Many of the gigantic amount of jello shots that had been laid out had been taken. And I start smoking a joint with this group of girls and the guy who lived there, whose party it was, and who I'd had a one night stand with recently stormed out. I remember like the screen door just like banged open and he was like, get out of here. That's illegal. You can't smoke weed on my property. What? And I was like, what? And then I just I think I remembered what I'd said. I was like, I'm either getting kicked out or they're going to love me. And in that moment, I took it as like, I got to stand up for myself. And I just started screaming at him. <laughs> I was yelling at him. My friend Megan came over and was like, she'd probably been smoking weed with us. So obviously we were leaving. And so we're walking out and I'm just pissed. And I'm like, and this fucking guy gave me his phone number and said I could live with him and his grandma and I threw the phone number on the ground and about a block from our car he came like running after me and was like the DJ the DJ guy and was like Phoebe you dropped my number I didn't <gasps> like still in his fantasy world I was like I purposely dropped that and he rehanded it to me and I was just like okay and then I'm pretty sure Megan drove me home and I was back in my reality of being 20 and having a lame social life and living with my mom. <laughs> and that was Halloween 2001. <laughs> Did you ever call that guy? No. <laughs> no. I just felt bad that the only time in my life I'd had 
a cute guy like chase after me. Just someone that wanted me to be a candy raver. <laughs> yeah, that is quite bizarre. <laughs> I for sure had my rave days. Steph, did you ever rave? No. Mm-mm. Ever been to a rave? I've been to a rave in my 20s as kind of a novelty thing. <laughs> um, and I, I actually have a picture of it. And it was super fun. I remember having a great time dancing the whole time and wearing a fun little outfit, showing my midriff. Um, <laughs> so fun. So fun. I was not in the scene, no. I was a 16-year-old raver, 16 and 17-year-old raver. So were you so, almost a candy raver, or was that not your aesthetic? I would not say that was my aesthetic, but I'm not going to say I never had. Well, then, you know, like, but actually, like, plastic beads, then that stuff is called candy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay. It's a Just whole... making sure we're the same page. Yeah. The whole thing. Not to say that I didn't occasionally wind up with candy, but um, no, that was not that was not the vibe, because this was 2008, 2009 around then yeah um but i was wearing a lot of little clothes and i was a young girl and there were a lot of different kinds of people at that place yes i remember this one person blew vapor rub across oh, my yeah. clothes my closed eyes and i was like this is amazing. This is the most amazing feeling. Oh, I was on Molly. This is the most amazing <laughs> feeling in the world. But then looking back, it's like I could have been blinded. Like I could yeah. have gone blind. Anyway, I did go to a few raves myself, not around this time. So I wasn't fully making fun of anyone who raved was dumb, but I was not a raver and I was sort of making fun of like candy ravers, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I remember one time a guy coming up to, this was years later, I was with Ben and I was at like a club. So it's not quite a rave, but it's a very rave thing that what you just said reminded me of. He comes up and he's like, have you ever had a base baptism? Oh, yeah, yeah. You've talked about this yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. And it's like putting your head in the speaker, like those giant speakers and oh. just feeling it. Oh, God. I would stand right in front of the speaker every time. That's yeah. probably half of my hearing loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but also not like EDM, like not the kind of thing with like a bear, bear, a big bear head hat. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yes. Not a furry, not a furry raver, nor like a ballerina skirt or fishnet right. raver. Mm-hmm. Not that vibe. That's not what my vibe was. <laughs> well, so real, real quick. What's our stoner takeaway from the story? Hmm. I guess mm. oh, hang out my, with stoners. <laughs> hang out with stoners would be my takeaway. Yeah. But I, I understand that feeling of being at that age, like 1920 and not really having cool places to go to. So I I get that feeling. But I think if someone tells you to stop smoking weed, you got to leave. Yeah. If there's no weed, you got to leave. We got to leave. There we have it. Well, thank you for listening to my story. Well, thanks for your story, Phoebe. That was super fun and hilarious. Yeah. What a wild night. Those wild nights when you don't have anywhere else to be. Yep. I didn't even have a cell phone to look at. I don't know that I ever got kicked out of a party, though. Oh, I did. (laughs) A few other times. I hung out with 
some girls that we, we thought it would we thought like everyone loves drunk girls the truth <laughs> is not everyone loves drunk girls and i'm probably one of those people now that doesn't love drunk girls yeah <laughs> but 1920 i thought i was rad <laughs> I got asked to leave a party once because I was I was like trying to find my purse, but I was so drunk that I couldn't find my purse. And I kept being like to the people that were throwing the party, like, help me find my purse. Like someone stole my purse. Like my purse is gone. And then being like, I don't know, like, what do you want from me? <laughs> and then eventually, like, just literally it was it was exactly where I left it. I have literally had drunken breakdowns crying about my purse no joke <laughs> and i'm sure then whatever boyfriend i had at the time eventually was like it's right here <laughs> this one this one oh god this is why weed is so much better for me so much better so much better i wish that i could have met you all at a party when i was 20 if we like all could have sort of magically been within the same that magically age. we were in the same age and universe and ended up at the same party and all were like oh these are the stoner girls like this is who i need to be like we're on the porch now we're everything's good yeah, yeah. i would have been like hey you want to match bowls and you all would have been like yeah hell yeah we do matchy matchy then you would have been like are you you're not really a candy raver because it's halloween and everyone's in fucking costumes <laughs> yeah exactly like oh your costume is candy raver now these days i would rather just kick it with you guys yeah. Oh, yeah. The house party now is like, I'm having my three best friends over. <laughs> yeah. Again, thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And thank you, listener. And thank you, because Stephanie, thank you, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Stephanie has gotten small, tiny, little, tiny, small, small business time. It's small. Just a itty bitty, little, tiny thing. <laughs> Fit it in your pocket or in a pistachio shell. Just a little bit of irritated, tiny business time. Just so small. <laughs> so small. So tiny. That is right. Uh, I found a business on Instagram. I'm friends with them on Instagram. And I think stoner chicks are as well. And it's a company called Bava Tie-Dye. And it's a tie-dye company owned by a woman out of Philadelphia. And um, her tie-dyes are freaking amazing. And I just bought, and it's not here yet, but I bought it the other day, a wildflower-inspired tie-dye shirt. Whoa. You can kind of see it. Stephanie there. is oh, showing yeah. us a picture of it, and it That's is beautiful. lovely and, and wild gorgeous red yellow purple oh. colors that just kind of look like a wildflower setting it's just gorgeous and um i wanted to read the owner is laura and started her uh the hobby of tie-dyeing during quarantine and quickly became a creative outlet and a beautiful distraction from the chaotic world and she says i hope you ex enjoy exploring the imagery and beauty in my work and she also says, I'm inspired by the natural world and the abstract, imperfect, imperfect patterns and textures surrounding us. 
One of my favorite things about the results of tie-dye is everyone sees or reads something different in the final patterns and colors. I encourage mm. you to explore the designs and use your own imagination to find images that connect with you. Ooh, like cloud gazing. Like cloud gazing. But she has Whoa. an Etsy shop and there there's these robes that are just beautiful. You can get these nice tie-dye robes. I need a new robe. I think a tie-dye robe sounds awesome. Um, she also has beanies and in her Instagram, I don't see them on her Etsy right now. Maybe they're, um, she has coveralls that are tie dye that look really Ooh. cute. I am watching on Instagram videos on her profile that show the process where she like puts the dye over ice and she has t- videos of the ice melting like time-lapse videos of the ice melting and revealing the pattern of the tie-dye on the clothing and it's really cool yes Whoa. so that's her process i don't i it's called something and i forget what it's called Whoa. but that's how Whoa. she makes her tie-dyes and their ice dye ice dyeing <laughs> something or rock dying i'm not sure but it's super cool and the results are really trippy and i'm excited to get my first sweatshirt from her i'll post a picture as soon as i get my get my little shirt um but i thought she's uh just a small business owner and she does this stuff i think out of her house and um her etsy is really cute so if you like tie-dye you should check out her instagram or her etsy shop you spell it again for or not again because you didn't what was i didn't spell it um it's bava b-h-a v as in victor a so bava cool I guess it means a mental state of bliss or peace. Um, And she's out of Philadelphia, if I didn't say that before. Oh, Philadelphia. I love Philly. One of my favorite cities. Very nice. We've got stoners all around this country. We do. (laughs) Man, I want to buy that robe now. I'm not even going to look it up. I'm just going to (laughs) commit. And then, well, I'll have to look it up to buy it. And now I just want to watch videos of tie-dye happening while I'm baked. I know, right? Look, uh, on our Instagram, she has process videos that you can watch of her making her tie-dye. It's really trippy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, does she? Like I said. (laughs) Like I said, she does. Um, And now that we're at the end of this marathon of a week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, knocking it out. I can't wait to rest, but I've had an amazing time in this episode. Thank you for joining us, dear stoners, Thank dear you. listeners. This is probably the most exhausted we've ever been recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's true, like collectively. Yes. Um, we, we love you, Kayla. We believe in you. If you're listening to this, uh, call us if you can hear us and <laughs> we'll come to you. Don't come to us. We'll come to you. And listeners, we'll be coming to you again next week. And that's the end of our episode. Find us at stonerchickspodcast.com in all capacities. All of our links are there. We'd love to see you on patreon.com slash stonerchicks. And also something that's really important for us to get more listenership and just in general better visibility is to go quickly to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're enjoying the podcast, a review would be lovely. Or hit us also on Spotify with a five-star rating. We would appreciate it so much. Send your high thoughts 
Send your high thoughts to Stephanie at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. I love you guys. And Stephanie, what do stoner chicks always say? There ain't no weed. You gotta leave. Get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. Fuck. Fuck stoners. (laughs) We love you. Smoke that weed.